Hello. Thank you so much for listening to the Casually Molly podcast. I am your host, Molly Ambergy. Just wanted to recognize that we are in partnership with With Love. With Love is a handcrafted bath and body company based in St. Louis, Missouri. Founded by hubby and wife dynamic duo Stephen and Kendra Hunt in November 2016, they initially wanted to make natural products for their family to use, but God had a bigger plan. Commercial products and the uncertainty of everything that was in them and eczema in their household made them decide to formulate their own products with items right in their kitchen. They made a social media post about them, and here they are today. Please make sure that you are following With Love on Facebook and Instagram, and we thank them for partnering with us for our most recent giveaway. Congratulations, Corey Stewart. Have you ever wanted to get your shit together? Scrap it, look through the lens and capture it. But first world problems are getting you down. Disabled, salty, need a laugh to fix that frown. <laughs> Well, you can do all those things and so much more. Just grab a seat in the chair or the floor. Sit back, relax, recline. While she drops another casual line. You're tuned into Casually Molly with Molly and Boogie. Okay, we are back with the Casually Molly podcast. Again, I am your host, Molly Ambergie. Just remember that you can casually subscribe on Spotify, Google Play, your Apple podcast app, iTunes, Podbean, and Stitcher. Enough with the professionalism. I know I've had a two-week hiatus, but I am back with my ladies. We have got local comedian of St. Louis and traveling all over the country, touring colleges everywhere. Precious Jay, how are you doing? Living the dream. Living the dream. (laughs) I'm great. How are you? I'm good. I'm sorry the last time. We kind of talked about this earlier, but Precious was going to come on, and then she was so sweet. She's like, I'm so sorry. My kid is sick. How is he feeling now? He's great. He's back to being a monster. Good. Good. You know, you just got to be a mom. Yeah. I know he was was very sick, and it was kind of scary because he's only five months. But Oh, my God. Back to being a monster. So this is the young one that you just had. Oh, my God. Oh, my God. I just remember when you were pregnant. I don't want to. (laughs) She's like, I don't remember it. I'm over it. Trying to get these tubes. Fried dyed and laid to the side. Exactly. <laughs> but yeah, he's better now. Thank you, Brad. Good. Oh my gosh. Yeah, no. Like I said, we got Chris Gardner came in and was a guest and it was great. And now now we've got her back. So that's awesome. And then to my uh, to my left, I know you guys can't see, but we have the <laughs> lovely Lisa Conway, big supporter Yay. of the St. Louis comedy scene. And now you have your own podcast. I do. Good morning, everybody. Um, Moan and Lisa's Crooked Smile. I, um, I have a station uh, that... The manager and I are learning all the technical things together, and so uh, you can count or you can find uh, a, P- a Facebook group, Mona and Lisa's Crooked Smile, but it's on Ferguson, USA, Hot Talk Radio. Oh, yeah. So it's pretty cool. fun. I've, I've only done six or seven, and I don't claim to be good. I just do it because it's free therapy. Yeah, <laughs> 100%. Now, what is it? So, because I haven't listened to the episodes yet, but I'm really excited about it. What are the, like, what's kind of the theme of the podcast for those who are listening? Well, really, it's um, an anything goes type thing. Um, I'm middle-aged. I have a couple of chronic illnesses. Uh, I like sex, but I'm forced celibacy. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> talk about that dating. Um it's really anything goes, and I just, you know, find people that I enjoy or have been in my life for a long time, and they come and co-host with me. Sometimes I do it alone. It's a little boring, but I prefer the round table as well. Yeah. 
But um, just the last episode we spoke about was my first serious one. I used my best NPR voice, and we talked about the grieving process and losing people in our lives, not only to death, but for those who are still living and how we mourn and grieve and cope and just real life stuff because I'm 100% real, you know. You are real. That's why I, that's why I love Lisa and why I love Precious Che. And I wanted to bring these two together because these two ladies are some of the most real ladies that I have probably ever met. And I mean that as a compliment. Like, you always know where you stand. There's no bullshit. You guys both have, like, great self-respect for yourselves, which is awesome. Yeah, it's true. Well, so how I met Precious J was a long time ago. I think it was, like, a couple of years ago. Richie James, mm -hmm. who is a uh, comedian in the scene as well, he was doing a comedic showcase. It was all female at this place called Artist Art in yep. a neighborhood Cherokee. in St. Louis, Cherokee Street. Mm -hmm. Yep. And I hadn't met Precious J yet. I just knew her from the poster and I always heard good things. I remember I went in and I'm sat down. I'm like looking over my material and I hear like this like booming voice and you think it's going to be from some like la like like I don't know what like what I thought, but you're just like so tiny and cute and you've got like these cute little pink heels on and she's like I don't even know if I'm ready for this like I don't even know if I'm ready to be up crunched like <laughs> yeah she's just like looking through her paperwork she's like oh fuck it like whatever like I'm just gonna show up do my thing sure enough you're at the end of the lineup you absolutely kill it Thank like you. we let you just like even we, I say we let you like <laughs> she was at the end anyway so she was like I think I went over my time but we were all having so much fun mm. with her that it really didn't matter like we're like all right you know oh, what because well, everybody's you know how it is you're at the bar like you know she's making like drinks over there we're having fun over here so it didn't really didn't really matter at the end of the day yeah um, that was a fun show that was it a, was a fun lineup that was the first time i met you and a couple of the other ladies that were on the lineup too. yes so, like you said i had heard good things but it was a good show though richie did good with that he did do really well <laughs> but i have to say that was like one of his like best especially when he was just starting out in comedy was when uh -huh. he produced that so yeah. it was like one of his strongest production yeah, shows yeah he did a good job <coughs> with that shout out to richie shout out to richie and women in comedy and women in comedy exactly Hello. see but that's Period. like that's what i love like the women in com especially here in st louis the, you know the women in comedy we are very tight we are very supportive like i don't think there's anybody that's never like i don't know i've never seen anybody put anybody else down yeah. it's I like mean, you yeah. know there's always those type of people somewhere somewhere there's but always somebody for the most part um and i don't get out that much like because of the crumb snatchers yeah at home. but um for the most part it is a supportive thing so, yeah yeah i can appreciate that too i see that from an outsider's view too is not really very pretentious of people and everybody is really supportive and st louis tends to be a really clicky place especially in the art community see that's what but people tell me but yeah. i really um i love it because you're not pretentious you're welcoming to fans and then um i can just see the like the teamwork and wanting everybody to win yeah but from from my the, point of view believe me, part, i'm not yeah. the game you know yeah, yeah. like yeah i mean it's not a utopian society yeah and I, molly how long have you been doing comedy so i've been almost three years now three. so oh. yeah and see i started in 2012 okay oh. and so a few years ago when i had my daughter she's three now that's when i kind of like didn't go out as much because oh, yeah. i was you know at home responsibilities with, with yeah <laughs> So, what are those children <laughs> what? right 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 yes. like, I, how nice she's it. I just couldn't go out as much i'm like oh i mean you had like a whole child at home. <laughs> right but it's so funny because you know i never feel bad for it you know for staying at home versus going out to an open mic till 12 o'clock at night and mm. stuff like that I, oh I, yeah i could not do it um but yeah i i think when i started 
sometimes it can get clicky like you know what i mean so you have to just learn how to separate yourself and only deal with positive people oh yeah that's what i do because i've been doing it for a while and sometimes people come and go with whatever you're doing art period you know comedy music whatever but i've kind of learned to I draw myself to certain people with good energy and you know what I mean? That cause you can feel it. If you come up to somebody and you, mm-hmm. you, you had a good set or they had a good set and you guys are talking about it, you can feel the energy. If yeah, they, if absolutely. Not, if they're not giving you good, you're like, okay, I'm not going to talk to you anymore. But yeah. um, so yeah, I've learned how to kind of filter through. You have to, oh, fil- well, that's like, and you get this too, Lisa, but it's like, you have to filter through. We talk about this a lot on the podcast. So you have to kind of filter through people who aren't yeah. going to build you up and make you yep. a better person. Um, you know, I, I feel like being, cause everybody always says like, Molly, like you're so nice. Like you don't have to be so nice to people. And I'm like, well, you don't get to tell me what to do. So like, okay. like nice. if I like want to be, I feel like just me, like, cause then if I wasn't a, not to say like, oh, I'm such a good person here, but it, like, that's just who I am. Like, that's mm-hmm. my personality. Like I like building exactly, which is why we get along. So <laughs> yeah. Like, like we, like, I like building people up. Like if somebody yeah. has a good set, like I'm sure everybody's like, oh, Molly, like, you're always like complimenting, but I'm like, oh my gosh, like if somebody has a good set, I want to tell them, I'm like, please keep this joke. Don't right. throw this it's away. It's okay to encourage people. Especially if you're at an great. open mic where like we talk, Rafe Williams talks about this all the time at the improv shop. He's like, make the mic what you want to make it. Like, mm-hmm. let's not make this a sucky mic. Like, let's make this fun. Mm-hmm. Sure. He says it in different words than I am saying. <laughs> That's it, right? my own personal hero right there. Oh yeah. Rafe Williams is the best. Look him up. Young grandpa. It's mm-hmm. on a... Uh, Pandora, it's his uh, new comedy album that's up. Oh my gosh, it's fantastic. I've actually, and I'm not saying that because he's in our scene, but (laughs) I, I I mean, maybe I am, who knows? But I, um, you know, just a little biased, but it is really good. Nice. Well, no, I'm just. Yeah, I know. You're so nice. I'm like, you know what? (laughs) Fuck that rape guy. Okay. Everybody's like personal hero, and I'm like personal. I don't even know. I don't have a comeback for that. That's all right. Never, never gonna be good at that cage match thing, and that's that's okay. But um. What I like about you, Precious, is that, you know, as comedians, I feel like what makes comedians funny is how, like, relatable and, like, genuine it comes off. Like, people, like, love watching somebody and going, oh, like, I can relate to this. Right, 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 right. So how, what got you? So you started in 2012. What got you into comedy? Uh, it's a super <laughs> funny story. It, it sounds made up, but it's real. So I was getting my associate's degree. Oh. Because I have one of those bitches. Yeah. Okay, so <laughs> and she's smart, okay? A little. So I don't have the bachelor's part, but I got it the associate's degree. Hey, take over. it. <laughs> so I was getting my associate's degree, and um, we had this. It was the end of the semester, and we had to do a how-to paper. Um, you can pick whatever you want to pick, but you have to, you know, it has to be structured and set up the way we learn to do it. So you have to be able to explain how to do it to the class. Exactly. So I do not know why, but I chose how to be a comedian. <laughs> right. That's like a stupid random thing. No, I don't know I mean, why hey. I chose that. So I really did it that way so I can get in front of the class and talk shit. <laughs> sure. Uh, every, you know, since elementary school or high school, whenever, you know, we would have to do presentations, that was always the funnest thing when some people are really nervous to get in front of people. Like, I took that as an opportunity to get them in tuned or hip to something that I was doing or I was presenting in a, in a fun way. I always loved presentations. So anyway, I chose how to be a comedian. I, I had it all. It was such a good presentation. I got an A. Okay. Yes. <laughs> okay. <laughs> okay. But anyway, that, that, that same year after I was done with school I was like maybe I should try it I don't know I should just try it so I start at that time it was uh, Lola's downtown 
um, I went to Lindenwood University when I was beginning to get my bachelor's. And I would get yeah. out of school and go across the street to Lola's. It's on Washington. And um, they had an open mic. And I met, actually, uh, Will C. on Instagram. Yeah. And I asked him how he started doing comedy. He was like, come out to this open mic. And so I went, and I was like, okay, this is how it goes. So it took me a couple weeks. I got some material together, and I just I just started doing it on my yeah. own. Like, I did think in the beginning, like, I had a 30-minute special, though, so I had to cut a lot of my material. Oh, <laughs> yeah. We all start with, like, this, like, long length of material. Yes. And then they're like, you only need three minutes. And I'm you're like, like hold on. <laughs> what? I can talk for hours. Yeah, yeah, exactly. So, um, I, you know, I just started going to open mics by myself all the time. Yeah. It was one at this place called Mad Dog. Uh, it was like this gay bar in Manchester. They had an open mic there. Hey. I was going to every open mic that I could. And, Anything. Um, I just kept doing it. I kind of went back and forth with it. Like, oh, I want to do it. I want to do it. I don't want to do it. It doesn't make money. You have to really love it. Like, when I turned 30, I was like, you know what? You're either going to do it or you're not going to do it. Right. So I started putting, you know, more into it and I got more out of it. I started being booked consistently. I started building uh, business relationships with people that would book me. I just literally in this place in the Zach Theater had yeah. a show mm-hmm. um, of Valentine's Expressions of Love. They've been booking me on the show for like three or four years. There consistently, you go. And it's a two day event and all that good stuff. But I'm saying all that to say um, I start being more consistent. Yeah. And, um, you know, you get out of something what you put into it and so exactly i'm looking to just you know i really want to write though yeah. i love comedy and i feel like i always want to do stand-up but i want to write yeah so. I, I mean that's like i think that's kind of a great we talk about this too in a lot of other episodes is like you know like we start out in stand-up and now like angela smith actually brought that up she's like now i'm interested in kind of like writing mm-hmm. and doing things behind the scene yeah. that's great that stand-up's kind of a full force into yeah, all these other realms of comedy which yeah. is kind of cool yeah you rub shoulders with so many people <laughs> you meet so many different types of styles of comedy and stuff and i've written jokes for people before but um i i just i don't want to put any limits on it so i want to write jokes for people i want to help with shows sitcoms movies whatever like that's that's the ultimate goal exactly but i think i'll still always do stand-up though oh it's just fun it's It's just therapy like it's Mm -hmm. it's a way to just let it all out and have people laugh with you at you a little bit but mostly mostly with with you you. (laughs) hopefully right can i ask a question so were you just uh naturally funny then and you had never really thought of a stand-up gig and then you wrote that paper and all of a sudden you're like i'm gonna do this <laughs> yeah i've always been somebody who's just like talk shit like mm-hmm. you know what i mean not necessarily about anybody specifically but like whatever a situation is like i could talk a, a busload of shit about it so <laughs> um the paper just kind of sparked something in me like what if you could do this for real like you talk that's why that's the class i story. had the class like cracking Good. <laughs> my teacher, yes. like my teacher was cracking up and she was like girl you're so funny so after that when i went back it was st louis college of health careers <laughs> when i went back and ultimately told them that i was doing comedy they were like so excited they're like, yeah. like yeah. Yeah. Right, right. so you like found your calling yeah early. yeah yeah i love it. i love stand-up I mean, who doesn't? I mean, like, well, I mean, I guess there's some people who are like, I'm so terrified. Yeah, of it, but that would be me. Oh, well, see, let's talk oh. about this. Right. Lisa, right. Lisa, that's a great segue. Like, how did you end up, you know, you are like 
What's great about Lisa, for those of you who don't know her, people that are listening outside of the city, you know, Lisa is such a like ball of energy. Like <laughs> you're just ready to go. You always bring a posse with you. Posse. You're so yeah. supportive of all these shows. That's how we met. Mm-hmm. And like even she like friended me and was like, oh my gosh, you're so funny. And like, just know I keep it real. And like when Lisa sent that to me, I was actually having like a terrible couple of days and I wasn't sure how my sets were going because mm-hmm. that happens. You're like... Ugh, I don't know how this sounded. I don't really know. Like, you know, you're in kind of in a comedy rut for, because when you start out, you're like, oh man, all this new material we're going to see. And then you start feeling comfortable and you're like, ugh, I don't know if I like it. And then mm-hmm. Lisa sends like these encouraging words. You're like, okay, well, I have one fan. So maybe like something's going to come out of this. But uh, <laughs> well, you were great. And I believe that you need the instant feedback. Sometimes Tina yells at me because I scream how wonderful the set was like right after you're done or something. Oh yeah, totally. Because that like, I can't help it. Yeah. You know, I don't have a filter. And if it's a good set, nobody gets any pity laughs from me either. Yeah. yeah. You know, like I'm 100% real. And I just think you're a breath of fresh air and Aww. you're a great storyteller. <laughs> Thank so, you. Um, yes. Well, let's talk about how, like, what got you to going all these shows and now you're like doing podcasting. Like what, what was the, what just like was like Lisa's like, you know what, I'm just going to go support some comedy. Let's, let's do this. Well, um, most of my life I was probably the most depressed person you'll ever meet. And then I went to, uh, high school and they had one of those like rallies where they bring in a a motivational speaker Mm -hmm. and it changed my life for a minute. I thought, well, I want to do this, but I mean, how can a sad sack of shit motivate other people? (laughs) But in my mind, it's always been like a dream to go up. Like I think before I'm 50, I'll hit an open mic and I do write jokes and I could see myself writing jokes for other people because I I can't handle rejection. So you know, you're going to die up there. You know, and it's going to happen more than once. Yeah. And there's nowhere to hide because it's you controlling the whole room Mm -hmm. as the speaker and Mm -hmm. you controlling everything. And I just, um, as as fearless as I think I am, and I pretty much am. You are. You're totally fearless. That scares the holy living shit out of me. So um, (laughs) I vicariously live through other people. And what I find that I do, and it's really stupid because I kind of feel like Rain Man ish, (laughs) is if you're telling a joke, I'm adding to that. Yeah while you're telling your set and sometimes I'll laugh inappropriately because you've added to it in your brain and I feel like such a dummy as some people go oh that's not the punchline yet I was like well in my head I shit have was one. really funny <laughs> <laughs> and so and you talk about uh you know comics and everything and the repetition um I've been known to say what I need to say I think for the greater good of comedy to people that I can trust and I love because I want them to be the best that they can. Mm -hmm. And I'm not like a god of comedy, but I I know comedy. And that's one thing that I don't mess around with because laughter is the best medicine. And so, I mean, sometimes I'll, you know, I've had talked to Rafe and I've, you know, like after show, even though he's like, he's like my favorite guy. Yeah. I'll say, man, that joke and the timing, you know, but who am I to do that? But I do that. And I don't know. It's like, I'm not scared to do it. And I do it constructively in a way. Well, that's what I was saying. It's constructive criticism that you're giving. It's not necessarily like, you're like, listen, I just didn't like it. Yeah. Yeah. Or like, here's what I would do if I, you know what I mean? Like, you know, there's people that Mm -hmm. come up to you and say that. And you're just like, what the fuck? Like, who even are you? But you're like a loving person and it comes off that way. So, and it it's, makes it's a difference. Yeah. And I want <laughs> it makes them a to difference. win yeah. and I want them to be the best. And who gets audience feedback? That's what I'm saying. I'm not like doing a public service, but I, you know, like, can right. you go up to an audience member that you don't know and like you deconstruct your comedy and talk about it? No, because half the time they're drunk, yeah. but they're not like true lovers. Cause I noticed that I'll go to shows as like a person who's obsessed, but 
other people just go every once in a while. And yeah. I really like the craft of comedy and I understand it, you know, and I just can't do it. <laughs> well, coach. I, you're like, but you're, but see, we need a coach. Like we need people that come Coaches to the audience. And but like, those people too are the ones that help with writing and things like that. Because if you think about like all the greats, they always had a team or a squad of yeah. people that would say, Hey, this was shit or hey this was great and or did you ever think about doing this like this or putting this right here to add to what you like real famous or successful comics they don't do all that shit by themselves they can't think of all of that stuff by themselves well, it's like they, they have a team from the outside looking in and mm -hmm. a new set of eyes it's almost like um i don't know editing you know yeah. real time and i just i love to laugh and i want to get I want to get the best belly laugh out of a joke, right. you know, that you're telling me. And I'm like, this is a win-win situation, guys. <laughs> you're going to kill it on stage. I'm going to start laughing. I mean, really. Don't real okay. laugh. Right. Don't you? Like, so. don't you want to be funny? Come on. <laughs> be funny. <laughs> Damn it. I mean, I feel it if somebody is dying on stage because I kind of like have empathetic oh, yeah. feels and... I mean, I've seen it, that's and a part it kills of it, though. me. That's how, that's how you have to learn to condition yourself. You have to know when to retreat. Like, if it's not going well, I don't, I'm not saying, like, bow out. You can't always pull yourself out. But sometimes you have to know when that's it. Like, you got to yeah. get out. <laughs> sometimes yeah. you have to know. That's... I th it's something that you just learn. Yeah, know, it doesn't come so naturally. It's so scary for me, and I mean, I'll do anything. <laughs> literally. Oh, it's hard. I do. I do the things that I'm scared of first, so that I'm not scared of them. But one day, one day. And so I just got a podcast because somebody took over the station, and they knew that I like to talk a lot. And so you're um, like, okay, yeah. I've got a lot of people that I know. Um, you know, I keep my my circle tight, but. I mean, I've got some good heavy hitters coming on my show. Good. I have Marquise Moore. I love him. Yeah, he was yeah. really great. Yeah, and I'm trying to get my podcast back going too. I had the baby just crumb snatchers just ruined my life. <laughs> do you do it these babies? You know, <laughs> let me just tell you. <laughs> Damn, Freaking these kids, kids just need so much. Oh, they just need love and attention and, and care. Stuff. But I just wanted to do my podcast. Okay, <laughs> like, God, no, but. <laughs> Okay. I do have a podcast too. It's called yeah. Precious Topics. Um, mm -hmm. I'm actually working. Molly even gave me some insight on how to get it, like on other, you know, listening streams. I have not gotten there yet. It's the kids' fault. Everything is basically there. <laughs> well, because you have to, like, when I started this, like, mine, I always say this, it just was on my phone. And everybody's like, how do you get on these streaming services? And I, like, I literally went on YouTube and I just sat there one night and looked up, like, mm -hmm. RSS feeds and what things mean yeah. and host. Because, like, if you don't normally do this, like you, it, it's so easy to look something up on Spotify or, mm -hmm. you know, Apple podcasts or anything like that and go, oh, like I can look something up. But the work that goes into like producing a podcast and mm -hmm. getting sponsors, sorry, my nose and my cough is That's like okay. crazy today, <laughs> but there's just so much that goes into it. And it, it and it is time consuming. It like is. you have to kind of pick, like sometimes people are like, let's go out for drinks and like, let's do this. And I'm like, well, I'm really sorry. I'm like, working on my podcast tonight like it is and i was pregnant when i started um my yeah. co-host one of he's a comic as well brandon oh brandon Taylor. Taylor. yeah he's one of my co-hosts and then it's another guy that i went to high school with he's uh he but him and brandon know each other as well like we had super great energy but i started doing it with a radio station nothing against the radio station yeah. but of course you know he has to release it now so i can get it uh going right. on those other so i may have to like start a new i think that's what i may have to do uh, because reaching out to him trying to get him to release it 
it's been an issue. But oh yeah, no, and it's hard when you're like working with other. Well, speaking of working with other people, work. Our uh, our casual topic today is casually dealing with crazy coworkers, and uh, this was a topic that's been brought up to me by a couple of people at work where I work. I work at a hotel by day, and uh, a lot of people we've had, you know, at a hotel. It's always very interesting in the industry how. There's always like somebody that's behind the desk or in housekeeping, something like always goes wrong. And then, you know, you have that one coworker that you vent about. So I feel like this episode, if you're not a comedian, you're definitely going to get some <laughs> comedy out of this for sure. It's so funny when you asked me initially a couple weeks yeah. ago about it, I had an issue with the supervisor then, but then just a few days ago, something came missing off of my desk and I flipped oh my god a wig like i lost it. oh i would too <laughs> i had to go in the next day and apologize to my manager because i lost it yeah well it happens well sometimes you know you're under like especially dealing with people like on i don't know like what you do but call center i work oh, for uh, anthem but i work in a call center setting and man i'm t- i i only been doing call center work the last maybe four years um i did always in retail um stuff like that but i was like no i'm tired of standing up all day at work so i want to sit down and run my mouth yeah and when i get when i get to work like i do good at my job i'm actually a first supervisor position myself let me pop my collar <laughs> yes <laughs> but, absolutely you know i talk a lot of shit on stage but when i get to work it's like thanks for calling anthem this is jay how <laughs> exactly. can i help you like i know how to turn it on you know what i mean so but yeah it's uh, like yeah. a customer service voice. Very with yeah. Yeah. Or I have something. one too. <laughs> I'm like, hi, this is Molly at the hotel. Well, how can I assist you today? Like, Do you want a king room or a double clean room with two beds? <laughs> Suddenly we're on NPR. It's fine. <laughs> like, yeah, you got to know how to turn it on. So, but yeah. what is uh, what is your cr- so you know we've talked about because Lisa had mentioned this too. She's like, what if I'm the crazy coworker? <laughs> like, what's the uh, and sometimes that does happen. But uh, let's talk about you know you go into work like what has been your craziest co-worker story that you've had to deal with like that you know almost kind of maybe made you tumble over a little bit so literally like two days ago i'm one of those like chakra bitches like energy universe oh, oh you're I'm one, one of those, those bitches right yeah so yeah. i have <laughs> so i have these stones on my desk that I keep there. I keep them there because they represent, like, they're supposed to help me keep, keep me grounded, make good decisions, things like that. I'm trying not to murder anybody, okay? <laughs> I'm trying not to end up on snapped. Basically. So um, I keep them there all the time. They never move. I also have, like, an obituary of my cousin who was, like, my brother. Oh, of course. There. So basically these stones stay there. They've always stayed there. And then I look down. And one is gone. And then, you know, like when a kid like volunteers information or automatically says, I didn't do it. I didn't have it. It wasn't me. Uh. The girl who sat next to me, she automatically volunteered that type of information. I just told her, shut the fuck up talking to me. Yeah. So I lost it. I had my manager (laughs) because everybody at work, like some of my coworkers, they joke with me and say I do voodoo and shit because. Yeah. (laughs) Because I'm all into like rocks and energy and (laughs) universe and all that shit. So they joke and I don't take offense to it, you know, because you believe whatever you believe. I believe what I believe. What works for me works for me. What works for you works for you. But when my fucking rock came up missing. (laughs) Yeah. My stone. That was it. That was it. freaking lost it. And she, um, I I have no proof that she took it. 
Um, but I know. Was the black tourmaline? Because that really well, just I have you grounded. One of those. Did she steal that and then no. you lost your shit? Well, no, she, the black one stayed there. That's funny that you said that because I have a black one there. So the one that she took was a real pretty one where you can see, you know, you know depending on the pressure of the mm. rock, it does different things to it. You know, pressure makes diamonds, all that crap. It does the same thing with all these cute little stones. So on the inside of this one, it was all blue and turquoise and, and things of that nature. And it was just gone and I lost mm -hmm. it. But anyway, she volunteered. We said, I, I didn't have it. I didn't take it. Why are you getting mad at me? And I said, well, I never said you took it. Yeah. So why are so, you even yeah, speaking right that's now? That's exactly though, my words. Exactly. Too much, I told sure. her, stop talking to me. Like, normally <laughs> when that happens, like let's say that somebody loses something at a desk. Cause I'm a, I'm a supervisor too. And it's like, if anybody goes, oh my gosh, like my coworker Ashley will go, oh my God, I don't know where my paperwork is or something. I'm like, well, think about the last place you maybe left it or like kind of go backwards and do that leadership position. But when you start having people being like, well, I didn't do it. I'm like, well, you don't do shit anyway. <laughs> yes, so basically. just shut the fuck up. And, like, and this is I'm one done. of those situations where I don't like pick them up and take them home with me every day. I, I just leave them, them right there. Every yeah. day. All the time. They've been there since I started the job. All yeah. the other coworkers, they know that because they see them there all the time. Yeah. She always has a rock. Who would take that and this, this, and this? I was just Who wants kidding. this rock? Yeah. Yeah. And exactly. I said, I told my manager the next day, I said, they probably ain't here thinking, this bitch is tripping off of a rock. <laughs> right. I don't give a shit if it was a toothpick. It was mine. It was on my right. desk. Don't take my shit. That means you're violating me. Yeah. And I can't trust you. Like, I can't, tr I don't like being in a space where I can't trust the people around me. I remove myself from those mm -hmm. types of situations. Exactly. Who to be sitting next to somebody that they can't trust so no. long story short i did i flipped the wig i had to apologize to my manager she was like well do you want to apologize to her i said i don't i don't because <laughs> i in my spirit because i'm in tune with the universe <laughs> yes i know this bitch took my shit i'm sorry i don't mean to curse oh that's okay that's right we but. do have explicit rights so it's okay <laughs> you know yes I, I don't have proof but i know she took well, think about her karma, stealing a damn crystal. Yeah. Are you kidding? Yeah. You go get your own. It's personal anyway once it's in your exactly. hands. But I told, but I, the next day, I, I, I had it all together. I was like, you know what? The bitch needed it. She needed it. I hope she, <laughs> she, I hope she looks up what the fuck means <laughs> so she can get in tune. But another one of my coworkers who is into that type of thing as well, she brought me some candles, some sage, Aww. and another stone. Aww. And then my nephew, who's also into I love that you're around that like being a good person that's the universe so, yes. yeah so yes. ultimately I lost that one and I gained three more stones so I was like okay bitch you can have it you're like you know Get what I got some better stones now compared to the one you even leave them on my desk for your stupid ass to steal but, but I like I don't know people people are weird, weird like that especially yeah. like it's I, I hate when people get handsy like that where they're like oh I have to like have something I'm like it's if you want to work on your chakras, you can totally do the <laughs> same thing I'm doing. It's called kleptomania. Right? Yeah, like, yeah. Why would you steal somebody else's but stuff? what's ironic is, I'm, I promise you, I don't know for whatever reason at work people feel okay with sharing things with me. I don't go oh, back. Oh, I have that too. Because you're an empath. Yeah. That's why, guys. Yeah. I, I can guess. feel it right now. Like, and so you're people, open. I'll just retain it all. I don't like gossip about it. I'm just like, oh, really? When she did what? I literally <laughs> heard the day before about the same girl that she steals. 
I oh bullshit you not. I, the day before, I was like, and then my rockers, I was like, oh, bitch, I'm about to turn up <laughs> for you. This is it. <laughs> but that's oh, crazy. Man. But, you know, like, I take things for what they are. I say whoever has it, whether it's her or not, they need it. I'm going to let them, you know. So what stone was it? I'm curious. Do you so, know the name of it? I mean, like, because I'm a, I'm a freak, too. <laughs> so it was. She loves this. I don't want to lie and say I know the exact name. I know that it was one of the turquoise ones, and, um. It was supposed to help with, like I said, keeping me grounded, making good decisions, uh, positive. I have another one that re- supposed to repel negative energy. Mm-hmm. I should have wore that motherfucker the day that she took the <laughs> shit. I, I wouldn't have lost my mind. But um, I won't lie and say I know the exact yeah. name for it. I can look it up definitely for sure. But I knew what it meant well, because when somebody right. gave it to me, you know, it was one of those spiritual Special. advisor people. Mm-hmm. Um, they explained to me what it meant. I said, oh, this would be good for me to keep at work because of the type of energy that it was supposed to bring. So, you know, that's why I left them there. And I've only been on my job on March 19th. It'll be a year, but I'm already up for a supervisor position and things of that nature. So I'm like, bitch, these rocks are working. Yeah. You took my fucking (laughs) You're ruining my mojo right now. Think about it. It's like to make better decisions. She really did need that because her decision to steal your damn rock was a piece of shit. That's why I said. You need it. I'm going to let you keep it. But what's crazy is... The rock that my other coworker gave to me, it represents new beginnings. Mm. I was like, look at the universe. You See? lucky, bitch. You lucky. Because <laughs> almost the west side almost came out See, of here. The west side almost it. came out of here. And, uh, but I was like, it's okay. I'm going to get back at the zone. Thanks for calling. This is Jay. <laughs> that, well, that's how the work usually is. Despite who's ever around, you're like, all right, go fuck yourself. Hi. I need to pay all my bills. Please, so Thank you. So, yeah, it worked out. But I, I the whole co-worker situation like the call center environment is is oh, a whole different it's like beast. high school it very it? much oh is. have you worked in one too oh it was the worst job of my life and i thought i was gonna die do you yeah. have a call center story oh. or what was your which one it was the worst people were like letting stink bombs off in this <laughs> in in a place of business <laughs> and then they would like have cups full of booze you know oh my I mean, god <laughs> it was crazy and then people didn't shower but you know like it's you know, always the usual person at There's work always like, that it was crazy it was literally like high school with the amount of people that were sleeping with each other and i was in my 30s i think when i had this job as well and, I'm and the way that like, everything just moved it was it was a it was a whole it new was world. crazy you would never think that that type of stuff would be going on but like she like you mentioned people sleeping with each other like uh, in the parking lot in the bathroom in the bathroom. Oh, really? yeah. like, i don't <laughs> understand it obviously i did not belong. i guess i'm just high maintenance with my sex now i'm just like i will not it's be doing bathroom. it in a bathroom i'm like i need a bed i need another toilet like but then when you get older too who you have time to be trying to crunch up in a bathroom yeah or no car i'm like my back that. my lower back i have to sleep with the heating pad so <laughs> like i have dislocated my knee before I like if not. jimmy was ever like let's have sex in a bathroom i was like you can have sex in a bathroom <laughs> it was like a huge like mansion bathroom oh like well that's like something else. Would, if, yeah. that, if, if we were in like a kanye west kind of bathroom <laughs> okay. situation i'd be like all right there's a nice tub here bust it, bust it <laughs> i was like bust out the wine bust out the rosé like <laughs> i was like it's all it's all about setting guys i mean really yeah. but uh really no. but that that's crazy that you guys see i've never worked in a call center but i've been in retail and i've always mm-hmm. had you know the worst one i had was recently and i told one of my coworkers, i was like i'm definitely gonna share this story speaking of chakras here's the thing i don't mind if people are into like horoscopes mm-hmm. or zodiac 
my thing is, and I think you guys know this about me, I'm like, just do your thing. Like, whatever, as long as you're just a good person and you're good to other people, I'm down. But this girl had started working with us. And she's, it always is like the crazy ones who seem normal (laughs) in the beginning. They're too normal. They're too normal. I was like, wow, she, speaking of nice, (laughs) I was like, she is like, it's the first time I ever had something where I'm like, she's almost like too nice, nice. you know, like she was bringing in food from Cafe Ventana when it was open or like she was always like bringing in like little gifts. And I was like, okay, this is still a professional environment like we really shouldn't be not to like bring down the mood but it wasn't like christmas you know where you right. do like Why a secret sale i was like what are you? and even my other coworker called my, my friend tina she was so funny she goes girl something is not right like i she's like there nobody's bringing beignets and shit into work like this is like <laughs> she's like who the fuck is she trying to be and i'm like it's like i was like tina like Don't you're being be a little rough yeah i was like and she goes Miles, I'm telling you, like, I know you're my girl and, like, you're nice, but, like, this girl, I don't trust her. I just don't. She goes, I knew within five seconds of meeting her. And, like, Tina wasn't wrong. Like, mm-hmm. she's, like, and she has always been a pretty good judgment of character. But I was, like, you know, let's give people a chance because she is new and she had, like, kind of a rough childhood. And I was, like, you know, I, I, I felt bad. Like, I, I just, I, I know. Precious <laughs> is, like, <laughs> fuck that. Kill she, you. Well, she like told it's just like how you're like people tell you things at work. Like people uh-huh. just tell me things, and I'm like, well, I'm oh, so sorry wow. you went through that. But if you like need anything, I guess just let Even me know. Even though you're a grown ass person, right. Right. you guys know that you don't have to accept the emotional. Oh my god, too, yeah. That there's cutting of the cords. Literally, and everybody's like, just cut the cord, and I'm like, oh, I know. That's where maybe <laughs> she I am left tonight. At the ball by herself when oh she my was god, seven. exactly. <laughs> I'm like, oh my god, I don't even know. Like, and she's like trying. So I don't want to leave her at the ball again. And it was a little weird. Like she would watch you because we we are able at the hotel to like get on Facebook and YouTube and stuff. So sometimes I just leave my Facebook up while I'm doing like 50 oh. million things. And she would like YouTube like old Barbie movies and stuff. And I was like, well, maybe she's just really connected to her childhood. Like I like any excuse that I could make into my mind, I did like a, to uh, give her the benefit of the doubt. Yeah, to yes. give her, because it was only two weeks that I knew her. So I was like, I can't it's know somebody. Like a crime scene investigation. Oh yeah, story. It does. It's like. <laughs> two weeks it was so weird oh my god What'd just you get? and tina was like tina's like i just can't work with her like i was like so i obviously had to work with her and i had just gotten promoted to the supervisor position hey. after being thank you and it's like i had no hotel experience so i like really grew in that year and my boss was like i really like we're so appreciative of you we want to give you this so everybody else in the department was really happy for me but this girl was not like like single white female shit oh it was just not like it was just it was very weird it was like I could tell that she was like well I'm going to like school she went to like one like a like a little like program for I shouldn't say little that's not correct but she's like studying to be like in hotel management or something and I think she was pissed off because my degrees were in theater and communications (laughs) but Stephen was like that's why we hired you because you can communicate with people and you know talk well, long story short, this one guest I had just dealt with, and it was like one of these old people from Florida. I hate to say it, <laughs> but like they, everybody here like doesn't realize in St. Louis, like you have to drive places, like uh-huh. everywhere you you can't really like walk a bunch of places because you're in the We're Midwest. We're not a walk in town. We're not yeah. a walk in town. So these people, it's like it was obviously 95 degrees outside, and they wanted to go to a coffee shop. And the only close one we had at the time before high low came in and all this stuff was Cafe Ventana. And I said it's gonna be like a 15 minute walk in the sun. So this girl was like, 
in front of the guest goes, I don't know what you're talking about. Like, it's only a five minute walk. Like, it's not a. So she sent these people in the blistering fucking sun (laughs) and they got lost, obviously, because they're both like 95 and came back and were like, we never found the place, which I knew was going to happen because they're old and like they're like they do that uh, right Uh, so i was pissed off obviously and i'm trying like so hard not to lose my shit (laughs) i like wanted to and she was like this is what gets me she goes your aura is just off like you're being disrespectful to guests which is like again something i would never do because i don't disrespect people just to disrespect them like i don't care if they're like old and 95 from florida Still not going to send them out in, you know, 100-degree weather heat. It was like, it's St. Louis summer. It's blistering. No, it's the worst. So this one guy who was going to relieve me from my shift, and uh, we were on, like, she and I were on good terms when I left. I was like, you know what, whatever, you're just fucking crazy. But <laughs> I said something like, and I shouldn't have said this, but I was like, yeah, this bitch over here or something. And she literally was like, you just called me a bitch. Like, you know the difference between right and wrong. And this lost her shit on me. Like, wow. told everybody, like, she was trying to be like, Molly's terrible. Like, she's so mean. And, of course, everybody's like, we hate what? you. So yeah. it's like, like it's really? now. Like, Tina's like, she's like, maybe Molly shouldn't have used the bitch word. And then my boss was like, wasn't it kind of worth it, though, that you said that? And I was like, I don't know. It's always cool when you have a boss that's like real and not like a robot. Yeah. Because that's how my manager is. And if she was like a robot, I probably would be fired. Well, that's the thing. Like, Stephen, I I started crying. I was like, Stephen, I know I shouldn't have. And I told him the situation. And apparently she was also having issues with other coworkers that I didn't even know about. about, And so he was like, probably in the future, don't drop the bitch bomb. But... However, he's like, I also understand where you're coming from. And he was so supportive of me throughout the whole time that when she left, like, he was like, see, like, she was going to be weeded out anyway. anyway. But she, yeah, she was having issues. Like, she was always like, oh, so-and-so's having an affair with so-and-so. Or, like, this person has a thing. And we were like, what are you talking She's about? She's like, cancer, and I can't stand those yeah. people because they spread. Yeah. Mm-hmm. You know? And they always try to take a good person's name down when yes. everybody else knows that that's a fucking good person. Right. You like know? two weeks like, before she left, she was like, I was just a little jealous that you were a supervisor and I wasn't. I'm like, well, you just got here versus I've been here she for. sounds like a, a psycho. Oh, yeah. And oh, she yeah. projected a lot. So a lot of times when people are telling you things about yourself that you know aren't true, it's yeah. because they're feeling it from their gut. Exactly. You know? It's about mm-hmm. them, not oh, you. Yeah. But how can you be there in such a short amount of time and <laughs> first of all, expect to be promoted? That's what she said. But like two weeks like, in. Why am I not a supervisor? People. Yeah. That's crazy. Yeah. You know why? Because you're a fucking psycho. Oh, and yeah. The thing about it is it's like the people that know they're crazy are okay because they own that shit. But it's the people that don't know that they're crazy exactly. that you got to worry about. Exactly. That makes it really scary because, because they don't know that they're, cannons. yeah, they don't know that it's not all tied up right. <laughs> oh, it was definitely not all. Like there was one, we had like this young coworker who was in college and like, you know, he's a young guy in college and she was like, oh yeah, he's interested in me. Like he wants oh, to have babies God. with me and all this stuff. I was like, or he's just 21 and going like to next pubs. Yeah, you know, like it was, I don't know. I guess like, yeah, well, well, I'll ask is like, how do you guys deal with the crazy people that uh, you work with? I don't. Uh, if anything's <laughs> hazardous to my health these days, because I'm, like I said, I spent 40 years of my life not in the best headspace, and there's a long story behind that. I'll probably make a podcast out of it. But, yeah. Um, 
and I'm in this new light now where like I've really been working on myself for four years and I had to go no contact with family members and stuff because they were just hazardous to my health and if you're being mistreated or it doesn't feel right I'm an empath and I know you guys are too because I can feel it but if my gut tells me something you know, like I'll fucking yep. break out, get sick. My ribs will start hurting if I'm hanging out with somebody that's not jiving with me. Yes. And I won't, I will be physically ill. And then you don't realize, and then you stop hanging out with that person. And you're like, damn, that was good. But just the discernment now these days. And plus I work with dogs and I Aww. pretty much can't see any humans, you know, for yeah. the most part. But, you know, because the real, you know, Scooby-Doo taught us that monsters do exist and they're humans. Mm-hmm. And um, anybody can be a whatever path, but I just feel like you can't talk butterfly language to caterpillar people. Yeah. And I'm not going to waste my energy on it anymore. So I just remove myself from the mm-hmm. situation. And that seems like the best thing to do um, yeah. because my life has improved. Drastically, yeah. <laughs> I, I really totally that. agree with that. Like, because one thing that I've learned, like the older that I get, and I'm still learning, you can't change anybody but you. So I'm not gonna waste my time sitting up here trying to tell you all the things you should be or should be doing. I'm just gonna let you live your life, and yeah. I'm gonna move the fuck mm-hmm. around. Yeah, <laughs> and that's around you. You know what I mean? I'm not mad at you for being the way you mm-hmm. are, or living your life that way, but it's not something that I want to surround myself with. So I'm going to separate and myself. And it feels totally. so good to Great. have that choice yeah. of not buying into it because there's a lot of sick people out there and I think mental illness you know it's a it's, thing it's a thing and it's not I mean it is funny sometimes we think about it but it really isn't funny like yeah. people need to get their shit together and a lot of people need help um but not everybody knows how to do that yeah in the same regard what proper channels um, to I, use. I'll give everybody like the benefit of the doubt and I'll be in their corner but if it's if it's turning sour I like literally get sick yeah I just walk away and it makes my life easier because that's less energy I have to put into something. You exactly. Know, put it into something. Well, especially when I was, I mean, not to be like, because I'm going to be 30 in November oh, and like, I know, everybody's like, oh, I'll be 36 this year. So I'm like, oh. I know, right? <laughs> and I'm like, you know, I have this like little podcast and like who knows what's like going to come of it. But I, what, it, what, something that I learned last year is like, and I, you know, you lose sight of it sometimes though, is like you really have to cut out these toxic people you know and I I usually am the type where I want to like include everybody so like this like I wanted to have a podcast with roundtable discussion so I can hang out with people I like and also but it's like you know and people don't really necessarily not people I shouldn't that's a generalization but like I've had some friends I've had to let go because when you start doing like these podcasts and shows and different you start having kids or you go you're doing all these things and everybody's like well why aren't you around and I had to cut one person out of my life who did that and always made me feel guilty for being busy and like (laughs) having my life and I was like well now I like I I wasn't in college anymore like in college you could work like three jobs and bartend never sleep and drink all the time you know (laughs) yeah exactly but I didn't have that energy anymore and this was even before I was dating my boyfriend like I was like you know, comedy, I feel like saved me because I was so depressed. And like, even though my material wasn't good and I was rambling, like, I was like, but I'm around people. I'm at open mics. And now I'm like hosting for people. And this one girl like didn't get it. Like, she's like, I just haven't seen you in like six months. And then when I would see her and spend time with her, it wasn't a fulfilling conversation. Mm -hmm. It was like, all about her. She never asked me how I was. Oh, what and you had going on. Yeah. yeah, like no one. It was just, it was like, you weren't, oh, this was the best line. She was like, you weren't there for me 
when I almost thought that I had herpes or something. And I just was <laughs> well, like, the doctor is the one that needs to be there for I you. was like, first of all, like, and nothing against people. Like, herpes one is, like, a very common thing. But, like, and I'm like, that's the thing. I would be there. I just told her. I was like, I had no idea that that was happening like I and it was a like it, I don't know it was, I, and that's like it kind of hit me I was like oh my gosh I'm being yelled at right now by or being shamed I guess for like the stupidest things that don't matter or like I don't know it was and just, really have nothing to do with I was you. gonna with say me. that is not your fucking problem <laughs> yeah like I was like did you go see somebody about it because I like I've known people who were like oh my god I got herpes and they're pretty proactive about it where they go to the doctor, get on medication and live their lives, you know? So I was just like, this is a really weird, sorry that we're just like on herpes now, but <laughs> like I, the things that come out on this casual podcast and like everybody's like, Molly's like a pro herpes person. It's fine. But I, uh, it doesn't matter, you know, as long as you take care of that's yourself. What I mean. I'm yeah, a, yeah, like, yeah, yeah, like, yeah. you know, I have family members who are doctors and pharmacists and they all just say, as long as like you take care of yourself and get your physicals and do everything. Like that's what I tell people. I'm like, I'll be there for you. But it was just, I was like, but I people can't put believe you under that. Like try to make you feel some type of obligation to their shit. Like, yeah. did you ever stop and think that I have my own shit? Well, that's what on? I told her. I sent her a long text and I was like, Hey, like, cause like, you know, my dad, he's not like in the best. And like my parents are in Cincinnati and I, I like, you know, I put on a good front, but, and I feel like we all probably feel the same way. Sometimes we're going through, Shit. our own shit and i can't deal with your, your shit. shit your shit because i can't even deal with my own you know like it's exactly. so exactly so that's yeah. why it's like so yeah if you ever call in a call center or come into a hotel and you start coming in a hall high and mighty just know we also have our own shit mm -hmm. to deal with because i'm telling you at work the mute button is my best friend oh yeah and you know what <laughs> Yeah, I can see it now. I can just see Precious Jade just losing her shit on somebody. What kind of what kind of stuff do you what what kind of call center is it? Is it for? So I work for Anthem. Oh, so it's insurance. Yeah. Oh man, so people in insurance. Pissed, oh man. yeah. So I just work in the it's called the prior authorization department. So basically, yeah. when people have to get these authorizations to basically bill the insurance for this expensive ass medication. Yeah. So I do the process of that. So I have most of the time. It's just doctors' offices calling in. They've waited to the last minute to get some shit for the member, and they want it done now. Oh yeah. They think that we're clinically trained. Like even though I went to school for this shit, like I'm not a pharmacist. Right. Right. You're like I don't know what this stands <laughs> so for. So I I pretty much have like general knowledge of some of like terminology and shit like that because I went to school for it. Yeah. But ultimately, I can only process this shit for you. I don't make any decisions. On right. It. it all goes somewhere else, and somebody else decides if it's clinically necessary for you to have. This Shit. Right. So anyway, the doctor's offices they cuss us out all the time. When, <laughs> oh, oh my but god! But we have the authority and the power to like tell them, hey, you can't talk to me like that. If you're gonna speak to me in that language, I'm gonna disconnect the call. So for the most part, I do great. I usually don't have many issues, but. If I did, like the caller on the end, other end would never know, like, because they 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 call to have the sh they don't have the shit prepared. It's like, how did you specifically call to do the shit, and you don't even have something like the member's last name spelled? Oh yeah, like stupid shit like that. So that's when I put that mute button on. I'm like, God damn it, yeah. And my manager, <laughs> my manager told me one day. She said after I got off a call, she said, "You better stop doing that." And I said, "Doing what?" And she said, "Telling telling people." <laughs> 
you you're, you're apologizing for interrupting them, but you keep interrupting them. <laughs> and I said no because she keeps saying the same thing yeah. over and over again. And you again. have to be like, and again, mm -hmm. like I said, it, per my previous email, <laughs> per my previous statement, ma'am, I've continuously told you the same thing over and over again because you keep saying it is not going to make my response change. So that's why I interrupted with my manager's like, I know what you're doing. You're doing it for quality purposes so you won't get, um, you know, scored wrong on a call. But stop doing that. Just You have to just let them say whatever. She wasn't like yeah. mad at me, but she just was like, I heard you. I heard what you did because I will stop your ass in a minute. Ma'am, I'm sorry. I do hate to interrupt, but yeah, the shit that you're saying doesn't matter. Well, because it doesn't. Like, they come into the hotel, too. Like, this is my favorite. I love when people come in. If you ever stay in a hotel, I work at a boutique. <coughs> Excuse me. And um, we only have 50 rooms. So it's not going to be, like, at boutiques, if you ever stay in one, they are a little bit pricier. But it's because you're getting, like, the atmosphere of it yeah. and the fancy restaurant that's attached and, like, room mm -hmm. service and all this stuff. And people will, like, just, like, we'll be sold out, like, on Valentine's Day weekend, right? Right. And people are like, we need a room with a view and foam pillows and all. And I'm like, whoa. First of all, you're going to get what's available. Like, we always that's say. We got, bitch. Yeah. Or, like, people <laughs> show up at 9 o'clock in the morning and I'm like housekeeping just got here so you're, <laughs> right. there there's are no not clean rooms. there are no clean rooms and so people will just like throw which i you people in general not just even co-workers just people, people. In general, they just throw themselves on the desk in distress like but i have so much to do and i'm like well you didn't call ahead i couldn't plan like if i had known i could probably get like somebody to do a certain room type but you know these housekeepers are people and mm. i can't just be like excuse me be a machine and just <laughs> Do your thing. Clean the shit fast. What do they oh, yeah. say? Your uh, shitty decisions and poor planning does not put an emergency on my part. Mm -hmm. Oh, no. Not at whatever, all. You know? In fact, but if you're more of a dick. People are so self-standard, you know? and they mm -hmm. think that they need it now, but there's a way to do it. Like my granny know? used to say, you think the sun rises and sets on your ass. Oh, yeah. <laughs> people do. And I'm like, that's the one thing I've learned. Is I'm like, I understand. <laughs> it's true, though. <laughs> Why does that even mean, though, the sun rising and setting on your yeah. ass? Like, basically, you, it's, you, the world revolves around The world around just revolves you. around yeah. that. Yeah. And it's crazy. People, all ages, all different types of people like that's why our co-workers can probably be a little crazy because like you're supposed to be working with a team and that's you know and they're like no no, no it's just about me and I'm like that is the person I, I don't want to work with mm -hmm. so it's hard it's yeah. hard what yeah. type of work do you do yeah well I take care of dogs now but um I too um during uh after 2009, there was that yeah. like long period of time where we had like a market crash. Yes. So I have a degree in teaching, and I was doing a lot of. Uh, Lisa does everything. I so. really do right. do everything, and it's I was hard doing a to lot be of, so like, talented. Right. Exactly. <laughs> but uh, mine was uh, I worked at a hotel. Oh and my god. They, and god it was bless a Holiday you. Inn, so it wasn't a boutique. So oh, it was but like, still Holiday Inn. I was at a hotel like, before too, and that shit is hard. Like the it's front hard. desk shit. I went oh, from right. being a That's housekeeper me. to being a front desk. But, the transition was fucked well, up. Because housekeeping here by yourself. Well, like the worst. Yeah. They're going to kill you. You, I mean, that's like stand-up comedy, You're on the front I guess. Lines. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> and I had two jobs when I did that. I worked at Sam's and at the front desk oh, yeah. at uh, La Quinta. In. Oh, La Quinta. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Oh, my God. That was more stressful than I imagined. The worst stress uh -huh. that you could ever imagine. You only get paid like eight fifty dollars or something yeah. back in the day. It was $10 at the oh, time. When yeah. I yeah. For me, girl. I mean, and I worked my ass off and I was pretty good at it, but I had co-workers that are just lazy but I do have a funny story because um, I ended up working getting a couple friends in yeah. who were in the business and the funny part about um, 
I hate mustard. I don't know if you guys <laughs> yellow Random. mustard, okay? I don't know. Like, she likes honey day, Dijon. I mean, I will take know. that. And sometimes there's some regular mustard you, I'll eat. She's but bougie. Like, whatever. She likes grape and <laughs> Yeah. I was just telling my manager, did she remember that commercial? That shit, that's, my manager's 32. Yeah, and I'm I'll be 36, but don't you remember those Grey Poupon commercials? Pardon they were, me. yeah, and they rolled the window down. Pardon me. Do you have any Grey Poupon? Oh, you, yes, yes. I, I do remember those. Age between us, but so okay, the so back mustard. to your mustard. So Something about the mustard. Do you remember Jackass? There was one of the crew people <laughs> that they would go and follow him around, and they would squeeze mustard on him, and he would literally puke. Okay, yeah. like it would make him sick. I don't know if it's the vinegar smell or whatever it is, but I be, I have a highly sensitive nose. So my coworker went and took like those little solo cups that you put like your ranch dressing in, uh-huh. filled them with yellow mustard because we had um, we had a a, a, a a restaurant as well yeah. in there. And so he went back there and he strategically placed this shit all over the front desk that we were working at. Mind you, like that is like the worst thing that could happen to me is yes. like smelling that mustard. Mustard. So it was hilarious because we were decent friends at the time but so I had to go and sniff out where all the mustards Aww. were because I could smell it so bad well yeah oh around, but he put them like everywhere and like I he put like four or five of them around the, you know and nobody else would freak out about this but I mean it literally made me sick and so it was funny like I was playing hide and go seek finding the freaking mustard <laughs> oh my god and it was like one of the best pranks uh, that's funny. in the world but it was also super disgusting so Aww. that's not too crazy I dressed like um what was that guy with the Chianti and fava beans um, on Silence of the Lambs? What was he? The the guy um, who ate the people Hannibal Lecter Hannibal, or whatever? Yeah, yeah, yeah. So on Val- or, no, Valentine's Day, I was just thinking of Valentine's Day, but on Halloween one year, I, I dressed like that. And so I had that little like dollar store mask on. Oh, wow. I was when I found out it was a, a place called Hannibal, Missouri, I thought yeah. that's where he was from. I did. When I was a kid, I'm sorry. When I was younger, not yeah. a kid, but yeah, I did. I was like, oh, that must be where he's from. Never going to go there. Yeah. Right. I've never been, so I've oh, no it's idea. A place. <laughs> nice wine country. Oh, well, that's nice. Yeah. I do like wine. I'll take you that. Maybe we should visit. <laughs> Maybe we should. Exactly. Like, after this, we're just shutting down the <laughs> Drive down to Hannibal and get drunk. Tell Tommy, sorry, just you got to take care of the kids. You drop everything you're doing. I'm not going to work today. Like, Book it's fine. It. Fuck it. Drunk. We're just going to get wine drunk. We, after dealing with all the casual, like, we went from casual coworkers that drive us crazy to just people that drive us crazy. <laughs> That's what it is. People are just fucked That's up. the hardest thing to deal with in life on your path, yeah. I think, is just... Everybody, you may see the same thing, but each of you have seen it in a different way. Different way, perspective. Yeah. Oh. yeah, I agree. And it, it's hard to deal with and communicating. That's why I hang out with dogs. Yeah, because <laughs> dogs are always just like we're here, and you're like, oh, like, you're so much dogs easier. Are like, love my belly, bitch. I love you forever. Like, I'll go get that stick. What's up? <laughs> exactly. I'll go get that stick. I'll just do my and thing. They're always so happy to see you. Yes. Yeah. Now that's the kind of coworker I need. I think that's what I need is I just need a dog to be next to me. So like if anybody's at the desk, I'll be like, here's this bulldog that's like super chubby super and cute. Awesome. Do you want to like look at them? They're very good, like emotional, like in the VA, I'm a veteran. So they yeah. have dogs the to the VA and then like for emotional support and stuff like dogs that have their own Instagram and their own cards, you know, their business cards and stuff like that. Oh, wow. It just changes, you know, the mood. I, that. I just love that. I'm I used nice to be like to my mom's dog now. She has a little um, miniature 
poodle. I'm not mean or anything. Like, I don't kick it. I don't want people to think that I'm <laughs> beating up the damn dog. Yeah. That's what but we get out of Precious Jay. Like yeah. This dog beater dog over here. Mean. And no. at least it's going to just climb over the desk. And I'm going to be like, well, we're out of time. But um, <laughs> don't touch dogs, bitch. No. Just, don't, just don't touch your coworkers, your dog. Just hide your kids. Hide your wives. Hide, hide everybody. <laughs> because Precious Jay is going to go crazy yeah. over here. It's fine. Oh, That's so funny. I went crazy like that over my stone. I'm sorry. I had a flashback. That's okay, man. You should like recreate it and put it on a video and set right. it up somewhere so to see like, how you hey. lose your shit over a crystal and be like it was I know I know it was people in there that was like this bitch is going crazy over a rock <laughs> and you're just like listen I'm in my cubicle this is all I like and that's the thing sometimes it's all you have it's you're like your stuff yeah I that was the, that was the real point it's I felt violation. violated that somebody had been on my shit so you're like just go away point. like it's like we especially if we, if we have anything we have to preset in a room like chocolate or mm. champagne or something and we put it in a specific place and then somebody like moves it you know when your stuff is gone you're like you know? oh my god just like take your little hands and just put them like a litter, we tell little kids this I'm sure you tell your kids this keep your hands to yourself. to yourself and there's people that still don't do that also there's still grown adults that don't flush the toilet because I go and check hands. the lobby bathrooms and there's like <laughs> or shit wash their hands. or wash their hands so please just wash your hands keep your hands to yourself and flush the toilet if you can get anything out of this episode just please do those please. three so things important. Uh, those are the main things. <laughs> those are the main. Those are just the main things. Also, you know, don't, don't be a dick. Don't be a dick. I you think know? That that's kind of like my motto is don't be a dick. Yes. And when you call yeah. into a call center, have your shit ready. Right. <laughs> exactly. So I won't have to put mute on. You so we don't have to put you on mute and like don't cuss us out. And sorry if you don't get the room with the view, but you know. Maybe next time you'll you'll put in a reservation. Maybe you'll put in a reservation. Also, don't just think that you're going to show up and there's going to be a room available. So that's another thing. People are like, oh, we just have availability. Uh, speaking of availability, uh, Precious Jay, what when are you performing next, or what okay, is your when are now. you available? When can we see you? Tell Lisa and I what's so going on. I lie about dates. I actually just had somebody book me for a show in October but I thought that <laughs> so further out the bookings I get more like feel more appreciated because I'm like, like bitch you know yes. what's from now yes <laughs> that you want me yes. there so yes. that I appreciate that for sure but um I do have some stuff coming up in March I don't want to lie about dates so I'm pulling up the, the well we'll just pull up our dates now. Lisa whatever you've got going on you pull it up and then I will uh I will just be here <laughs> we'll be here for days if I tell you what I'm doing yeah. the calendar is stacked but I'm probably not nearly as um, awesome as you bitches are. Oh, my God. No, not even (laughs) close, if anything. So I have a show on the 14th, the 15th. Well, the show on the 14th is in Columbia. Okay. Um, Columbia, Missouri. Yep, with Columbia, Missouri. And with Kavosky, I don't know if you've He kind of comes down sometimes. Okay. Black guy with a weird last name i think his dad is like german or some shit he's a, also a vet as well but funny guy nice. um him and another guy caleb they typically put shows on um together all the time in columbia and i actually start p- performing in columbia years ago before yeah. these guys even start putting shows on at the same place nice. uh, <laughs> is it the blue no uh, no it's sidelines uh a little urban bar or whatever but i think this place is somewhere different that kavosky is putting this show on um nonetheless um, me and JB Buchanan. Oh, you know yeah. JB? He's yeah. been on here. He yeah. had an episode with us. Yeah. He is on that show as well. So that's the 14th. 
And then the 15th, I have a show here in the city at this place called Legacy. Yeah. Um, with a, This is a poet who put this show on mm. together who booked me. He wanted some comedy on the show. Um, and then on the 20th, Purdy. You know Purdy B? Oh, yeah, Purdy B. I, I got to get her on this I've podcast, I've never met too. her, but yeah. I yeah. hear great things about her in the times that I was supposed to see her. She, she was one of the happened. first comedians I met. Yeah, she just yeah, didn't know. She was like, Molly! I like and I was like, hey. <laughs> I didn't know who she was, sweet. but she was great. <laughs> so that's, that's my sister in comedy. She Aww. is uh, sweet. We hang out sometimes, too. But um, she has a show coming up on the 20th. Also, I believe at the Legacy as well. It's called Jigaboonery. All right. You, if, you know, if you've heard Purdy B, you know <laughs> that, that, that goes well with yeah, the type of comedy that she had. So, uh, her, me, and G, uh, Grant Nunn Grant are on Nunn. that show. Yeah, yeah. Um, and then I have some other stuff further out, but that's the that's the recent. Yeah, the, the next 14th, couple the 15th weeks. and the twentieth. Yep, yep. So cool. um, I'm on I got all you down in my Instagram, now. Facebook, Precious yeah. J Dorsey. I'm on Snapchat, but. I don't know if it, like, I'm Just not, follow on the gram. Yeah. yeah. Easy. <laughs> You'll see some Snapchat shit on Put it on that. Yep. Precious J. Dorsey on Instagram and Facebook. Cool. Yep. Lisa, what about you? Um, Thursdays at noon at Ferguson, USA, hottalkradio.com is my podcast, Mona and Lisa's cool. Crooked Smile. Anything yep. goes. We talk anything from about um, middle-aged dating with disabilities, uh, sex, drugs, and rock and roll. Wait a minute. Back up. Stop. Middle-aged dating with disability? Yeah, so How'd I How'd you come up with that topic? Well, because I live a life of rheumatoid arthritis, fibromyalgia, and chronic oh, fatigue syndrome. Okay. Can't even believe that. Chronic fatigue syndrome. Yeah. I'm like the most energized person you know, but yeah. I die when Isn't I go home. Isn't that weird to like to say that, though? You're just like, because she is, she's like so like exciting and passionate. So when she says that, I'm like, You can't what? believe it, but it's the truth. So um, I was just diagnosed about four years ago, um, and it changed my life, and that's why I started to stop being afraid of everything and do everything and live like I'm dying because from time of conception, we really are. Mm -hmm. And yeah. I don't, I don't apologize for it, you know, and you I think be. I've met some wonderful people for being outstanding, you know, just like, I'm not going to let this shit beat me. So middle age forced celibacy, disabled. <laughs> <laughs> All the I things. Like that forced <laughs> celibacy. <laughs> But you know what? I could have had a chance to screw somebody the other <laughs> night, and I didn't because my ideals have changed. You know, I'm a different person than I was. So I just hate that shit when you but get God, I like it's true. I got fucking morals now. Suddenly, I have a cocktail. I'm right there with you. I feel that. Yeah. <laughs> you got a boyfriend, so you can just well, like, yeah. Call but him before whatever. that, yeah, I know it's still. And then when you get older, like the thought of casual sex is just like I'm like yeah. I have to get naked in front yeah. of somebody else, please. And especially like yeah. a stranger. My deal is I'm a sapiosexual, so I kind of get my mind fucked mm -hmm. before I get my yeah. body. And so if you ain't doing that for me, then we definitely then ain't we're doing definitely. That no. <laughs> yeah. So no. anyway, Thursdays uh, noon, Mona and Lisa's yeah. Crooked Smile, Ferguson USA Hot Talk Radio, and then we stream it on Facebook but we've had some technical difficulties like i said so it's been cutting off and stuff but you can definitely go there yeah and find we it. have to so get our streaming everywhere. services yes. up too so we have a bunch of them too and i don't even know what we're on so yeah it, oh it's fine this year we're gonna try to get casually molly on youtube so we're just well, yeah. i'm trying it's a lot. i think it's we're a on lot. youtube i think we are on youtube um i don't know this dude just presses buttons and the next thing you know we have a different yeah know, we're on something every day. I don't know anything about it, so good luck. Good luck. Right, exactly. <laughs> That's what I was saying. I was like, year of 2020, now that Molly's like kind of got her shit together, we're going to try to like get – because it's like the audio has been fine, but I keep having people being like, 
I'd really just like to watch it. Like, I want to watch well, it. Because your expressions and you're so damn cute, too. Aww. And you best get things. another feel for it when you're yeah, on video. Yeah, that's the... That's the day and age that we are in, though, though. People don't, like, just listen. They want to yeah. see you. They want to yeah. see what you're doing. They want to see what you have going on. So they, I know it's hard to, like, maintain Well, you got to, like, fundraise. I just got, like, one sponsor and then a few partnerships. So it just, it just takes so, time. I am so, like, worried. Yeah. I don't even know how to do a sponsor. And pretty soon he was giving us, like, three months free since we just started up again. So I need some people, but I've only got 100 people watching. And yeah. I only have 100 people in my group. Yeah. How can I justify that and tell you that I'm going to you know, give you a commercial oh, on my I show it. if nobody's listening. listening to it. And you just gained through that thing, 500, listen, you got yeah. up to 500 on yeah. your page. So it was, I, yeah. I literally have 97 or 98, you yeah. know. It's, 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 it's not easy. And especially in no. podcasting where everybody has a podcast, everybody's like doing it. everybody's like, which is fine. Like a hundred percent. I mean, I'm hypocritical for saying that, but you know, it just, but it's fun. It it's free therapy. My mom calls <laughs> Moms are the best. Hey, okay, mom, you're on air. Hey, mom. <laughs> I cannot answer. But I, 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 I totally get it. I mean, you're not, but that's part of the hustle. Um, oh, speaking of hustle, this Thursday at 6 p.m., I'm going to be doing the happiest happy hour show in this building that we record in, yeah. uh, the Dot Zach. There is a lovely little cocktail lounge called Sophie's. I love it. And uh, I will be doing that at 6 o'clock, just doing a little... Uh, 10 minute set. So if you want to have 10 minutes of fun, come to uh, Sophie's Cocktail Lounge. It's going to be a lot of fun. And then on March 13th, uh, thanks to my friend who's a magician. Her name is Amanda Lindsay. She's really great. Um, at 8 p.m., I'm going to do a set over at Magic in the Lou. So Ooh. if you like magic, they which sell is out great. People who yeah. do magic. Uh-huh. Yep. People who do magic are like little baby Jesus is like, oh what how the hell did you do that well I know you did something tricky but like I can't explain how right. you did it and how I you didn't do, see it. It do exactly so that's what I'm saying I, you know that's my like that's my little shindig for the next couple of weeks and now you've heard these cool. but um again thank you to everybody who has listened today please remember you can Yay. casually subscribe to casually molly again you can find us on spotify google play your apple podcast app iTunes, Podbean, and Stitcher. Uh, if you're listening to this, you're like, oh, I'd like to partner up with the, the podcast. We've been doing some really good partnerships. We partnered up with Bourbon and Blondes podcast, and they came up with us. They're really great. And then With Love, who you heard in the beginning, we just did a giveaway for their handmade body products. And uh, congratulations to podcast guest, uh, Story Stewart. She has a podcast, too. Yeah, she's a, she's a she usually one. records after me so then like she usually comes in and i'm like hi Corey. i know it's just about a small world everybody's just recording something uh but yeah if you want to partner with us do some giveaways let us know we're looking into that uh ladies but i'll ask you what are you going to casually do with your day now hmm. well i have um Somebody else that I've built a business relationship with, her name is Bates. She's a local rap artist. Oh, you know I've Bates? seen her. Yeah. yeah. She's dope. yeah, yeah You're yeah. doing shit. I would have followed you. <laughs> so uh, Bates, um, she seen me perform at one show that she was a judge on. This was oh, years up. ago. Years ago. Ever since then, she has booked me to do every event uh, from an album release party to um, this big huge event that is called FemFest. Yes. Where FemFest is all female artists from poets, uh, they do, you know, musicians and all types of stuff, singers, rappers, all of this. So I am one of the hosts. Shout out to the other host. Um her name's Miss Tigger. Um yes. but um 
Bates has uh, the FemFest official pages. So it was my idea to come up with FemFest Fridays. It's basically like an interview. She highlights all the different dope female artists um, in the city. Well, you know, local, not local. But basically on Fridays on all the social media stuff. And I don't even know if I'm supposed to be telling y'all this. Um, but okay, we can definitely have you guys back on. We'll follow Insider up as Insider information. Fest in, so. <laughs> right, but I'm working with Bates on some things. Her and Miss Tiggas, I'm doing that. And then I have a couple other things. There's a birthday party that I have to go to with a co-worker. With oh. a co-worker. Birthday. She's yeah. not the one who took my stone. She's not the one who took the rock. Okay. if the bitch is there that did take my stone, we, we ain't going to be at work. That's We're not going to be talking. <laughs> But no, I, I, no, I have a full little day here. That sounds good. Lisa, what about you? I'm probably going to casually lay around with the American pit bull that I'm watching right now named Jasmine. Okay. Yeah. I'm going to eat some lunch, probably get high. Yeah. Okay, and, I did uh, not get high before I came in here, and I'm so glad that you said that. <laughs> yeah. I was like, oh, my God, I can't be late and high. Shit. It's like, I can't do both. Hey, I got a medical card. It's yeah. for medicinal purposes. Nice. I, need <laughs> I have your medical card. Right. I have a condition. But we don't have any dispensaries to sell it to us, so we still get it from the weed man. The exactly. cops can't do anything. Yeah. They're just like, look, sorry. Um, I don't know. I'm just going to really bask in this because this was a great opportunity, and I really – I really do love you, man. You guys are real chicks, Aww. and this was, like, good feeling. This was yeah. a great feeling. I've been, like, so – that's why I've been coughing in my nose and stuff. And, that's like, okay. it's just, you know, it's been such an up and down 2020. So I always like having – that's why I like my Saturday mornings. So I come in. I talk to some really cool people. It really is. Like, now, like, I was kind of having a rough couple of days just because I wasn't feeling good. And I, I felt like – not that, like, I was – I don't know. I just you feel like when you know when you're going to work and you're doing shows and you're like, oh, I'm just not up to my full potential. Drained so a little. I was just drained. I think it was, I just have been sick. And, and you had like, a killer set last night too oh, well, at Pops thanks. Blue Moon. Oh my god, you're a great storyteller. I Aww. really love it. And you were making eye contact with me. It made me feel a little weird, but I loved it. Oh well, Lisa well, was like right there, so I was like, I'm gonna talk to everybody. Yeah. So you know what? When I'm up there, I look at people, but I don't really see people. I don't yeah. know if that makes sense. I felt like you were seeing me. Though. Oh yeah. Oh, okay. I was seeing you. <laughs> I never on the mic. Well, see, so I did that show and I was like, yes, murdered that set. It was Feel good. great. Then I went and did a show called Arguments and Grievances. Did you win? No. Oh my God, no. <laughs> Listen, I was up against who's what this? Is that? Arguments so and it's it's a really cool setup. It's like over here at Brennan's work in leisure on Locust, mm -hmm. and they do like Plato, the philosopher versus Plato, like yeah, the stuff Barnes you play with. Yeah. So we did apps versus naps and like Emily Hickner, who's a local comedian here, yeah, she's fun too. adorable. And she was like so cute. She had like a, like a 1950s, like housewife. a 1950s. A and she like book. insulted me in like a housewife way. And I was like, oh my God, <laughs> now I'm going to stand up here looking like the stupidest bitch ever. Like, which I, I did like, and that's okay. Like I was like, but I'm the villain in the situation though. and like, which I never get to really play the bad guy that everybody hates. Right. So I was like. Fuck it. Here we go. And she totally won. It was so, like, the whole room was like, woo. Fun. And then they were like, what about Molly? And you could hear some people oh. just, like, being nice about it. But, I mean, she was so cute because she had, like, the appetizers and she had, like, a cool visual in the back. But mine was about naps. 
and people who are taking naps all the time like really aren't i don't know was it it wasn't the same i like a good nap yeah exactly and so like but people who need a nap sometimes can be a little groggy like yeah i was well see that's what i was i was groggy i had to look gross like i had that's why i didn't have like i had my hair up and i didn't really pay attention i just yeah just being casual oh yeah well see that's the thing i was being casual that's why i didn't want to like it was like basically it turned into like some ted talk like i was like listen like I don't need my husband to come home because I am the boss or something. Like, I'm not intimidated by this HelloFresh wannabe over here. Like, I had, like, a few lines, but I haven't debated in such a long time. And I was just like, so when I didn't win, I was like, oh, it's 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 fine. It's fine. But there were people that were really nice. They were like, oh, my gosh, like, you did great. Like, I was like, okay, well, thanks. I appreciate it. And, like, Emily Hickner's fantastic. The only thing was there was this guy in the front and I was like, you know how she's like throwing shit on me. I'm throwing shit on her. Well, he was definitely on her side because I said something to her and he was like, no, no. <laughs> oh my God. Right. He was like personally, he was, like, personally offended. So I told him I had to like break character and go, excuse me. Um, I actually am friends with her in real life. <laughs> so this is just fine. And then he stopped because he realized he was like, oh, like, like he was totally overreacting. Yeah, he, he was, was over there. Like I was like, she's adorable. Out, like, <laughs> and, like who doesn't love Emily? Like it was just the, so when she hugged me later, she was like, oh my gosh. And I was like, oh, it was, but it was a really cool experience. Yeah, it's just it like, fun. was that your first one? Yeah. Oh, was I didn't. there a lot of people there? Yeah. Really oh, there was a lot them, of like, people there. Happen. Oh my gosh. It was like, I, I was really intimidated. But it was a good challenge for me because I hadn't done something like that before. And it was really... And they <laughs> don't do me. it all the time. It's like a monthly no. show or yeah. something. It was cool that Zach reached out and I tried something different. It's just like, yeah, it was. it's just crazy when all these people hate you. And you're just like, <laughs> you're like, yeah. And like, I got it. Because Emily was saying something funny. She's like... Maybe um, if you had some more apps, you'd be trim or something. And I was like, well, my abortion made me trim. Oh. So it's okay. You Don't went worry there. About it. <laughs> and everybody was like, oh. Like, yeah, some people can't handle. So, eh, shut up. Yeah. It's, no, it's it was. Uh, yeah. Oh, yeah. It was like I had some good lines, but she she really had her material down pat. And she was like the perfect, marvelous Mrs. Maisel. And it worked out great. And I was like, yeah, if I'm the badass with my backpack and a, a leather jacket. Yeah. I'm good to go. It's going to be, so cute, it's going to be just fine. Fun. So, but uh, I was like, yeah, it's just a different vibe because it's like not stand up comedy. You're debating. So you're just like, So it's oh. your material that you write though. It's not prepared for you. Correct. Yeah. So it's like, it's, it's very intimidating, but it was, like I said, super challenging, but I was like, I have such an appreciation for it. I don't know if I would do it again just because it's like a one-time experience. Okay, I'm taking a risk. Right. I was like, I already sucked. Okay, like, I get it. I already went through the ringer. I tried it out. But it's a really cool show. If you can go monthly and watch it, it's I'm going to try it. I I wish I could have yesterday, but then end up going to the Crack Fox for Impolite Comedy Yeah. after the show. And like, you guys bet it right out there. I miss being able to go to stuff with these damn kids no and it's like here's the thing though you're justified because you're being a parent like if i'm just sitting at home by myself and like i'm like oh man i gotta go out and like do some shit like i gotta i gotta go be somebody i gotta go do something but i can't lie i miss it though i miss being more active just into all the open mics all the different stuff that's going on now just be like what time does it start? It's a yeah. late man's game, too. God. you got to be a pu- young pup. Like, yeah. My and I can't. 10 I can't. or 10.30. I'm exactly. already in bed. I'm asleep by 8.30. Sometimes oh, yeah. I'm passed out. And then you, know? you try to get to a five-month-old yeah, and a three-year-old ready in the morning. before, And you have to get yourself ready, yeah. too. It's like, I want to throw my kids out the window by the time we're <laughs> 
like, go walk. It's like, no more wire hangers. Yes. I love my kids. People are going to try to report me to the jail. Like, uh, child protective services. Shit. Well, people probably just want to report me because I'm crazy. Like, as nice as I am, like, I'll just, like, lose my shit. I'll be like, oh, my God. Like, like for my boyfriend, for example, we don't live together, at least like not yet. And we're congratulations, you know, well, thanks. He's a cutie too. Yeah. And see, I, I love him too, but I will lose my shit. Like last night I was just like tired. I was like, I just really need to like talk to you. And like, I was like, oh, like I came home and he was like, yeah, I'm just playing pool. So he thought it was a good idea to call me while he's playing pool. He's like, you can just talk to me while I'm just, you know, shooting the balls. <laughs> and, and I was like. I no, I just don't want to, I just don't, so this morning I was like, hey, sorry, I kind of like lost my shit last night. And he was like, oh, that's, that's nothing. It's, it's fine. It's like, I think my version of losing my shit versus other people right. losing their shit is a little bit different. Cause I'm always like, oh my God, I'm so sorry. And Jimmy's like, oh, that really like wasn't bad. You were just annoyed. And he's like, yeah, that's what he said. He always was like, so you had a moment. Who cares? Like, it's was not it a, you sweet. lost the, oh, the no. no, I just was like, <laughs> Oh, God. Yeah, I know. I left. And I'm like, oh, my God. No, I just was like, you know, when you're just like trying to figure out life. And um, yeah. we just got back from L.A. And it's a it's kind of a weird position I'm in because, you know, I am going to be 30. And everybody's like, it's such a milestone. I think people throw that on you, you know. Yeah, and I, I'm worried. I always I'm the type of person where I worry I'm not co- accomplishing enough or like. It's not an enough. issue. Everybody goes through that. Like, yeah, I, I'm sure she can agree. Like, you always have these thoughts and um, how you imagine your life being or what you should be doing yeah. at a certain age. But like, you life just really need is, to get that up and just do what happens. Go, go with yeah. the flow. Yeah, yeah. don't yeah. beat yourself up because I thought the same thing. I also said that I wasn't gonna have kids. If by the time I was 30, I didn't have any. I wasn't going to have any, but I was 32 when yeah. I got pregnant with my daughter. So, like, yeah. life changes. Yes. That's all. Don't that's the thing. Up. The only thing that's certain is change. Exactly. So, <laughs> as long as you're going in the right direction, then just yeah, be happy pushing. with yourself. Yeah, That's important. As long as you're moving forward, you're doing something, you're staying busy, you're being active in the things that you ultimately want to achieve, then you'll get there. But self-care is yes. super important, too. That's, Don't like, the thing. That. I think it's just because I've been sick. Like, I had flu A, and then I had Aww. flu B, and, like, not to be like, oh, like, feel sorry for me, because everybody has had the flu. Like, Yeah, but it still sucks. I just it haven't. Does. I feel like I just haven't been able to, like, normally I'm, like, boom, boom. And I think I've been forced in the beginning of this year, just like do self-care and stuff. And so that has forced me to like look at my life at certain ways and see things and like, I'm like, ooh, I don't want to get this deep. Like, I don't want to, <laughs> I don't want to like do this. I'm like the old lady at the table with all the experience. I'm yeah. 44. <laughs> <laughs> but see, like you don't come off old to me at all. Like, I'm like, and that's not even old. Like yeah, that's not old. But, but I mean, do, it gets better. And wait till you mm-hmm. hit 40. Yeah. I mean, you just don't give a shit anymore, and life is better that way. And I'm but knocking you on go the door. Everything. You ready? <laughs> Precious is like ready to not give a shit anymore. And I'm just like I'm just really confused. <laughs> I, I'm so confused. Twenty nine and confused. Three different generations. <laughs> yeah, three different generations. Twenties, thirties, forties. That's funny. But I love that. Yeah. Well, see, that made me feel better. Yeah. Like literally, I was just like, oh, I need to. And That's how it is. This is you, real do you life. Remember that? Do you remember <laughs> yes, that? I do. <laughs> but you guys are laughing though. So at least if I have laughter coming to me yes. in the next 10 years. I'm... Humor is the only way to deal with all the yeah. shit sandwiches. Which is why we all found each other in comedy. Well, that's why I love hey. comedy. That's how we deal with our coworkers who steal our stones. And... It's going to be great. <laughs> okay. I'm going to snatch some of her hair. 
pretend to do voodoo <laughs> on her and see what <laughs> exactly because you know a lot of stuff is mental when people think something is wrong they're like oh so I'm gonna act like I'm gonna do some voodoo on her. And see what happened. Like, is your face okay? I don't know. Did, the, did it work? Did the rock work? Damn it. Oh shit. Well, I think that we're on. Yeah, 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 we're past we're the time. A little bit. It's all right. That's but you fun. know what? This was fun. Well, anyway, tune in. Go to all the shows. Listen to all the podcasts we talked about, and just don't give a shit. And even if you're confused like me, don't be a dick. <laughs> don't be a dick. And don't steal people's stones. Yes. <laughs> stone you with them stones. We'll st- we will stone you. Thanks, ladies. <laughs> Thank you. <laughs>